What is up, everyone? My name is Danny, and this is the It Makes Sense podcast. Here at It Makes Sense, we address why the Christian worldview is the only worldview that makes the most sense out of life in the universe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another show, another episode of the It Makes Sense podcast. we got a big show tonight. we got a lot to go through. I may get canceled after this, but I'm just saying. Because um, we're going to talk about uh, truth exchanged for a lie. This is going to be something I'm going to do. So truth exchanged for a lie, and I'm just going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about hate speech. We're going to talk more specifically about misgendering. And uh, if 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 you've ever really took the time to think about hate speech, because there was there was actually a time uh, not too long ago that our current administration decided it was a good idea to have some kind of like council board to sort of monitor hate speech. It was part of DHS. It didn't get off the ground. The lady who ran it didn't do a very good job of controlling her own hate speech. So um, ministry of truth. Yes, that's what we had. We had a ministry of truth and it, and it, and it acted just like that. And it was supposed to be Basically, just like that uh, from uh, the, the awesome series that we were just talking about, uh, Harry Potter. But um, the uh, this idea of regulating hate speech is so subjective. Uh, it's it's not it's not even something we should really touch. To be honest with you, um, there's no reason if you're a true ambassador of freedom of speech. There's no type of hate speech out there that really should be monitored. I, I know that's going to probably tick a lot of you off. Maybe, maybe not a lot of you, maybe just some of you, maybe, you know, all eight of you that are watching this show right now. But when you're thinking about what hate speech is, whoever is deciding what the hate speech is, is the regulator of it will decide if something you say is hate speech or not. And, and usually what that comes down to is their subjective opinion on what they believe hate speech is, and so really what they, what they tend to think is offensive. So think about now, think about today, anything that you've heard that was offensive, just know that, take that and water it down even more, and what we're looking at is like the least of offensive things being said, but because somebody got offended by it, and that's the person who regulates what hate speech is, you are now... Uh, going to be charged with hate speech. If you watched the What is a Woman documentary or heard anything about it with the whole weekend that it, it came out, and one of the reasons why Twitter and the, the person who was sort of overseeing that, not Elon Musk, but the person who was overseeing that, had decided to suppress it initially was because there was a part in there that she had deemed as hate speech because of a father who refused to affirm her daughter's desire to transition. And uh, that person, that father, actually got put in jail. So you, you need to watch the documentary to, to hear more about that. But that is that is something that we're hearing more and more of. We're, we're seeing bills in Washington State, California being passed, where parents, if they're not affirming, including up to including misgendering their, their children, they could lose custody of their children. So this idea of hate speech is really who's in control, who's monitoring it, who's running running it, who's deciding what is hate speech and what is not. It doesn't matter what you believe or what your opinion is. Whoever is in charge of deciding who this is makes the rules, puts out the laws, then that's what we have to abide by, supposedly. A biological sex of a person and what they were born as, a male or a female, when they want to identify as the opposite sex, then that person is requiring you to say, hey, I am a he, him, biologically, but I identify as a she, her, I want you to call me by that. So they have decided to change their reality. 
to change the facts about themselves and telling you that if you don't affirm this and do the same thing and live in that reality that they've chosen to live in, which is not actually a, it's a false reality, then you are speaking hate towards them. And, and with that, there's actually, a, if, you, if you can go to lgbtqnation.com, they actually have a list. I, I looked some of these things up because I wanted to know what are some of these pronouns. Uh, but there was also on this, on this website that according to the LGBTQ community, when a person misgenders, is misgendered, they, it is expressed to them various things. So they had nine things that says, hey, if you, if you call me by the pronouns that I desire not to be called by, not by the ones that I'm identifying by, then you're saying this to me. Number one, I know you better than you know yourself. All right. So, uh, yes and no. I know you better than you know yourself. So when I say that you are a he, when you actually are biologically, but you're trying to identify as a she, I'm saying that biologically, that's your true self. Anybody that affirms outside of that is not really affirming your gender. We talk about gender affirming, but your gender, as, as much as they want to bring up that it's a spectrum, what is the proof of the spectrum? Just because the AMA or the APA or, or the AAP or whoever these groups of doctors are, there's no proof, no study that tells us why they believe it to be a spectrum. It, look it up. It's just because they literally say so. Now, we, we're, I'm not going to dive into you know the follow the money, but... There's a lot of people getting paid a lot of money, especially doctors, that are getting paid a lot of money to push this stuff on people because they're be growing, literally creating lifelong patients. Because of the transition process, it doesn't just end. There's constant issues and problems uh, with a lot of these transitions and these surgeries and the chemicals and all the hormones and everything, okay? So when, when, when I say you're a he when you're trying to identify as a she and you're saying, well, are you saying you know me better than I know myself? Yes, I am. And you truly know yourself too. You're just not satisfied with it. It, it was a mental illness or health disorder that we called gender dysphoria. For some reason, you're not happy with yourself, but it has nothing to do because you're actually somebody else. It has everything to do because there's something inwardly here that is, that is a deeper issue, right? And so, now when we decide to affirm you, we're affirming a false reality and only making things worse. Now, number two, they think that we would be saying, I would rather hurt you repeatedly than change the way I speak about you. My response to that is, I want to speak the truth to you. I want to lead you away from the lie that is going to ultimately hurt you more. It's like an addict being given you know, more drugs. I mean, they're giving them needles in San Francisco to readily and easily shoot up so they don't have to get into very pre precarious situations trying to find the drugs. And it's not ending any kind of drug habit or any kind of other issues, which is usually a mental health issue or mental illness that they're dealing with. That's why they're on the drugs and homeless in the first place for, very, for quite a few of them. But if we continue to foster that kind of treatment or response, we're only creating more problems. We're not helping them. And that's the same thing with gender-affirming care and, and, and just being willing to say, especially as Christians, I don't want to hurt their feelings, so I'm going to go ahead and use the pronouns they want me to. Don't do it. They, if their name is Robert and they want to change it to Roberta, fine. Prince changed his name to a symbol. Okay. But 
when they're literally saying, I am a woman when I am a guy, and I want you to not only call me she, her, but I want you to allow me into the bathrooms. I want you to allow me into women's sports. I want to get the same rights as women who have been fighting for decades to have rights that they've been fighting for, okay? Then we're starting to have a problem here. It's it's the 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 way this has happened. I was talking with somebody about this the other day. Is that we have masculinity has masculinity has been attacked so deeply that it has turned masculine men into effeminate men. And and look, if you're somebody who's a little bit more effeminate, I'm not saying that you're gay or that you're a girl. I'm not saying that. Not every man is exactly the same way. I'm not saying you have to go and grow a beard and go out there and chop wood and wear a a, um, a, a, a red and black flannel shirt, okay, in, in jeans and Wranglers or whatever. That's no. Masculinity, if we look at it biblically, it's not exactly that, all right? But there is something about a man that is different than a woman. But when we have made the masculinity of a man sort of vanish and it's sort of this um, sort of this concept rather than something that is it actually is true that can change over time. Now we have gotten men confused and we have taken men, you know, the fathers out of the, the homes. I mean, like all this is related. The fathers have been removed from the homes. We have a higher, you know, single parent rate than ever before. And we've got children being raised without fathers or without mothers. So they don't have these identities to look at as a true mother or a true female, true male. And so we've got these men that are becoming effeminate. So as we're attacking masculinity and the feminists were winning their war, what have you, now the effeminate men are identifying as women. And so now the entire gender or sex of female is being rewritten. In abolished. So if you see how this is happening here, where we've attacked masculinity, and now masculinity has started to change and redefine itself, and now is being turned over to, I am a woman, and now being a female is being attacked, where we have a sitting Supreme Court justice who cannot define what a female was, then wh- where are we at now? So the, the, this, this is nothing but hurt rather than leading us to a solution or to help people out. Number three, your sense of safety is not important to me. Your sense of safety is all I care about. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I care more about your safety that the fact that you want to chop off and remove healthy body parts from your body, okay? Um, that, that to me is, is hurt and it's unsafe. And it's going to lead to more unsafe things, more unsafe and more unstable mental health status. And just, it's going to produce things in you mentally, physically, emotionally that will put you in more unsafe situations. Your identity isn't real and shouldn't be acknowledged. Your identity isn't real and it shouldn't be acknowledged. But more importantly, whether I acknowledge it or not, you should not be trying to acknowledge as another identity. Your identity is who you were born. This sex assigned at birth stuff, throw that out the window. You were born a male. I mean, when it, it, it blows my mind that doctors, there are doctors out there now that refuse to call what the baby is as the baby comes out of the birth canal. They will not say whether it's a male or female because they don't believe that they have the authority, the knowledge, the educational background to say whether it's a boy or whether it's a girl. We can get into the whole idea of, you know, if we found bones of a person thousands of years from now, what would we identify it as? Would we say, well, we can't say, we don't know. I mean, how could we learn anything from a society if we never identify the remains of nations prior to us 
and we just say, well, they're non-binary. We we can't uh, we can't offend them. They're dead, but we can't offend them by saying that they're male or female because obviously their biological makeup tells us what they were. So your safety, uh, your reality. I mean, these these this identity that you're trying to play. It, it's it is not real, and that's the point of this. You think I'm trying to tell you I want to teach everyone around you to disrespect you, and I'm not. I want to teach you that you were fearfully and wonderfully made as the sex you were born with, and those around you that are affirming you to be otherwise are completely disrespecting you. Your identity is not other than who you created, who you were created to be, who you are biologically. That this idea of of um who you're attracted to, I mean, though that's that is something different. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that being attracted to the same sex is is okay. I'm not saying that. But at the very least, we have we do have gay people out there saying, well, this is wrong to to indoctrinate children and mutilate them and castrate them with chemicals and pills and things like that. Um, because this is a sexual thing. I mean, at least we have a group in the gay community admitting that. Um you think that I am not listening to you, but I am listening to you, and I hear every bit of a call for help every time you say you are the opposite sex of what you really are. I am listening to you. It's the other ones that aren't hearing you. It's not the it's it's even the the doctors out there, the the ones that are wanting to affirm you, the ones that give you a twenty minute counsel to say at the end of that, well, let's go ahead and transition you. After twenty minutes, you're going to you're going to suggest to somebody to alter their life forever, to, to tell them to do things to their body that are irreversible? After a 20-minute counsel? That, that, that blows my mind that anybody who, would, who does that needs to have their medical license revoked immediately because they don't care about the patient. They're caring about the money that's getting put in their pocket from doing this. There's got to be some kind of monetary backing behind this. If not, that person is... is very much deceived for whatever reason, for whoever, from whoever they learned this, that they thought that this is a good idea to tell their patients after a 20-minute phone call to say, hey, well, it sounds like you really are a woman trapped in a man's body, and we need to release that out. Being who you truly are is an inconvenience to me. If you're an adult and you say to me, Danny, I think I am a man trapped in a woman's body. I'm going to look at you and I'm going to tell you, first of all, no, you are not. Why do you think that? What can I do to help? And if there's nothing you want me to do or whatever, then I'm going to live my life. You go live yours. But do not inconvenience me by saying I have to call you he, him, allow you into the bathroom with me while I'm going to the bathroom or the locker room with me while I'm changing or the shower with me while I am taking a shower or somewhere where that space for a man is only for a man or that space for a woman is only for a woman or in a sport that that sport is only for a man or that sport is only for a woman. We have spaces for a reason. And that is when it becomes inconvenient. When you're trying to pass laws, when you're trying to tell me that what I'm saying to you is hate speech, because I can promise you, I can declare hate speech on a lot of people that like to talk disgustingly about Christianity. But they, they have the freedom to say 
what they want. Just like I have the freedom to say what I want. Now, is there the freedom that I should be able to say I could go kill somebody? No. No. That that obviously is getting into threats and getting into legal um, situations where the law is being tested. And obviously, we have to take threats seriously when it comes to those types of things. Being able to spread somebody's address information, what we call doxing, in their, or their location on the internet to try to get people to go after them, that also should not be allowed because we're putting people in harm's way in that regard. And when I tell somebody that they are he or she, that is when they're not, that is not me calling out to other people to say, hey, go and attack that person. No, that's me trying to get that person to understand that this is hurting you more than helping you. And you're not going to feel any better after doing all of this because what you're trying to achieve is never going to be achieved. It's all going to be in your head. It's never going to be in your body. For me to, to change and uproot everything that I know to be true and real because you want to live this lifestyle, you want to cosplay, so to speak, and wear things that is, is more or less like a costume because you're never really that person. A child is never really going to be Spider-Man. A child is never really going to be, you know, um, Goofy or Mickey Mouse. Like they could wear the costume. They can go out there and be a princess. They can go out there and be a firefighter. They can go be in their cop. But they're not going to ever be able to be those things as a child. And so as an adult, there are certain things you'll never be able to be. You can act like you want to be those things. That's fine. But don't ask everybody else to play a part in that world that you're trying to live in. That is not actually reality. You think I'm saying I would prefer it if you stopped being honest with me. In some ways, I believe you are being honest with me by this cry for help through this idea that you can identify as the opposite sex. But I really want you to be honest with yourself. Uh, I was having a conversation with somebody about gun violence the other day, and they were trying to tell me that the gun is the problem. You know, I have a pen. I have a pen on this desk right here that I'm sitting at. That pen sitting completely by itself is just as dangerous as the gun that is unloaded sitting on the desk by itself. The maniac can come and grab both of those items and do just as much killing and damage with either one. Murder is murder. Killing somebody is killing somebody. Whether you use a gun, whether you use a pen, you can kill somebody. The, the inanimate object is not the problem. It's the root, and that's what I was trying to tell them. It's the, it's the sin or the pride or the, the mental illness or whatever it is that's happening under the surface is just bringing these things out that are just projecting or symptoms of a deeper issue that needs to be addressed. If we decide that we're going to outlaw and take away guns, that does nothing for the person who is struggling on the inside who would normally project it by going out and shooting somebody is now going to go out and take a baseball bat or an axe or a knife or some other object, because they never were treated about the mental illness they had. So whether it's a gun or whether it's a knife, they're going to still go do the damage that they feel they need to do to take care of whatever is they're wrestling with on the inside. So I want you to be honest with the actual issues, not with trying to put makeup over it and, and think that things are going to change. You think that I'm telling you that I am not an ally 
or a friend or someone you can trust. I'm going to tell you, I am not an ally in the, in the means of affirming you and what you want to do, but I am a friend and I may be one of your only friends. And other people like me are your friend. We are the only ones you can actually trust. How can you trust somebody that's telling you to be something you're not? I know that you want them to affirm you because your emotions are saying, I need you to feel me because my happiness depends on being affirmed. But your happiness doesn't, should never depend on somebody else. Your happiness should depend, first of all, on God. Your, your desire for joy comes from God. And only God can give you that joy. But we may be the only friends you actually have, the ones that are actually speaking the truth to you. And that's really what a friend is. The one who will speak truth to you even though it may hurt you. See, that's what truth, the truth does not care about your feelings. And it's like, as a parent, we don't, we won't sit there and tell some, a lie to our child that we know that if they, they hear it and they act upon it, that they could hurt themselves. We tell them the truth to avoid from them hurting themselves. God tells us the truth, not to dull our life or, or make it less interesting or, or to less, have less, you know, fun. He, he has the truth in his word to tell us, to protect us, to guide us away from the hurt and the harm. Now, life is life, and it's going to do its thing. But at the very least, if we're trying to follow his truth, regardless of how we feel, and that's the only thing that comes first in our lives, and then we let that guide our emotions, because those are real as well, but they can deceive us, then I would say that the person who does that for you and speaks that to you is your true friend. So, no, I won't consider myself an ally unless we're saying I'm an ally and trying to lead you to the truth and trying to see you whole and healed from the mental anguish that is causing you to be dissatisfied with the body that you have and will always have. And no amount of chopping things off or no... um, amount of medication to stop things and, and, and to put things on pause, there's my air quotes, pause, is, is, going to, uh, is going to make you happier. And, and I'm, I deeply hope that you hear what I'm saying, that as you're trying to express to us, you know, the, the cisgender people that don't agree with this and, you know, the people that we think that, that you think that we don't get it. And we're sitting back and we're just going, I just wish you would get it. And, and not because I hate you, not because I don't love you, not, not because I think ill of you, not because you're, I think you're weird. I mean, Lord knows, my family can tell you I'm weird. I do some weird things. But it is because we love you. It is because we care about you. It is because we want what's best for you. It is because we want you to know the truth and understand that the truth is going to sometimes go against your own emotions. But knowing and abiding by the truth is so much better. Sometimes it's harder, but so much better than believing and exchanging the truth for a lie. From one website, I read this. In cases where you're going to have an ongoing interaction with someone, you can ask which pronouns to use. You might say, what are your pronouns? Or, what pronouns should I use to refer to you? 
It's also a good idea to provide your own pronouns when you introduce yourself. Avoid asking someone about their preferred pronouns. It implies that their gender is a choice rather than simply a part of who they are. So there are two truths in that statement, but it's used in the wrong context. It's a choice to choose whether you want to be a guy or a girl in the terms of identifying, but that doesn't mean it's a choice that you can change your sex. So gender is a choice if you decide that you're going to believe it's on the spectrum and you can be whatever you want to be, including a cat. But gender is not a choice because biologically you are a guy or you're a girl, and you're definitely not a cat. Okay, so I want to read on on this website from LGBTQNation.com. Unfortunately, we can't provide an exhaustive list of all pronouns, as people come up with new pronouns all the time. Here's an incomplete list of some of the most commonly used gendered pronouns today. Now, this article was written August 16, 2022, okay? I want want to repeat what I I just said. This is not an exhaustive, exhaustive list, and... People come up with new pronouns all the time. I remember when I was in elementary school and I was learning my pronouns, I think we did one lesson on it. Josh, would you say it took one lesson to learn what pronouns were? I, you, he, she, or it, we, you, they. That was it. That was it. That, that's the pronouns right there. And yeah, there's some other ones that, you know, you can go into. But for the most part, that was it. We knew that. But now... How can we do anything else in class? If we, if it's considered hate speech to misgender somebody by use of pronouns, but there's a, a number of pronouns being added to the list every single day, what else do we do in school for these kids? Like they have to learn in elementary school all the pronouns. So in order to keep them from being put in jail, because probably by the time they're adults, if things are going to keep going the way they are, if they misgender somebody, they're going to be put to jail, taken to jail, or find something. They may lose their kids, you know, something. But there's a, going to be a penalty for misgendering somebody. But when there's new pronouns being added every day, what? how do we have time for math, for arithmetic, for, I know those are the same thing. How do we t- have time for English, for history, for geography, for um, reading, for any of these other core subjects that they really need to be learning about because we have to teach them the pronouns in order they don't all end up criminals. But they're never going to learn all of them, ever. And if somebody comes up with a new, we're going to talk hear about one here in a little bit, the, the pup or the fae pronoun. I heard just recently about the uh, Lorax pronouns, I think. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, you would think that. But he was canceled, so now they got to take Lorax and use that for, for something. Trying. So I, I don't I don't get it. This is this is chaos. This is really what Satan is is wanting to do with all of this, folks. Uh look, if you're if you're if you're a Christian and you're watching this and you are struggling right now whether or not you should affirm somebody through their pronouns by by using the ones they identify by. Or if you have, uh, you know, you're on Instagram and you put she, her to ident- identify your pronouns, just just know at some point that's going to become offensive because it's going to be no longer allowed to actually be straight. Uh, so if you're a woman and you're using she, her, you're going to be obviously the, 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 the butt of all jokes, probably. And it could become illegal. Who knows? 
But I do know this. I do know that there's no way we can have conversation in this world with anybody if things are constantly changing. If if postmodernism has its way in the redefining of words change, you know, by the minute, or the addition of new words with really no meaning that are trying to attribute meaning to a reality that they don't match. All right. We're we're doomed as a society. We're doomed to fall into a chaos that we may not be able to find our way out of. And granted, the end of the world will be coming soon. Jesus is going to be coming back, and maybe this is the beginning of the end right here. I don't I don't know. But I will say that if this is what the LGBTQNation.com is admitting to, then we're, we have a long road ahead of us. I've heard, a lot, the actual number I heard was 75, but that was a couple years ago. And then I heard over 200, but it's got to be more than that now. And when people like the person that we're about to watch here on a, a video from Libs of TikTok, it just goes to show that these things are growing every day. There's no way, no way that we can um, keep up with this. And there's no way that we can't offend somebody. There's no, even if you, even if you try to do this right, you're not going to, you're going to fail. And so we're just doomed to a life of misery and failure and being labeled as hate haters and potentially be fined or be arrested for it. I know, I know, I know that sounds crazy. I know you guys are thinking, but they're already passing laws in California, Washington state to take kids away from parents if they don't affirm their gender and allow them to transition. All right. We're going to watch this video and uh, we'll let it speak for itself and then I'll make a few comments. And then I have an article I want to go over. Faye is one of my newer pronouns. So I use they, Faye, and pup pronouns currently. And Faye for me is because I am a fairy. I am fairy gender. And Faye is really just validating that part of my identity. So yeah, Faye pronouns because I'm fairy. Help it up. Okay. So I, there's a, there's a lot in there. I have one question. What is fairy gender? And that's it. This this is what we've gotten to is to allow this. There this there's an entire community that is cheering and celebrating fairy gender. I mean, I'm sure a, a quick Google search would tell me what fairy gender is, and then I think they added in pup as a pronoun. Uh, I'm pretty sure. And I'm going to assume, and forgive me for misgendering this person, but that was a man or a male. And I've looked at some other posts by that person on their TikTok, and that is a confused indiv individual. And the people around that person are likely... This could be a huge assumption. I'm hoping I'm wrong. And maybe they're just pushing forward through it because they, they really are struggling that bad. But I, I this person needs to find some medical help that is not from a person who believes that gender-affirming care is the first route they should go. That's number one. Number two, that person needs to find new friends and needs to get help. 